I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and movement masters on their approach to optimal health and wellness. Align Podcast. What we are interested in doing is setting muscular groupings where they belong in order to work most efficiently in the gravity within the gravity field in order to support the body with the least effort. That means that you have to induce a balance. You induce this balance by getting two sides symmetrical, front and back symmetrical, inside and outside symmetrical. And if you're trained to see it, you can see to what extent you have succeeded in doing this through the changes in the outer context. Welcome back to Line Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander, and in today's beautiful episode, I got to have my sweet, sweet friend, Dr. Grace Liu, on the podcast. And uh, Grace is rad. She is an expert amongst experts. She is uh, a pharmacist turned functional medicine practitioner turned gut biome, microbiome specialist, ultra superstar badass. Um, super well respected in the ancestral health world, super well respected in the, in the, in the gut biome world in general. And I am just so grateful to get to have her presence here. Um, in this conversation, we get into fecal transplants. We get into how movement affects our biome. We get into how sexuality is uh, related to our biome and uh, all sorts of stuff. Really super fun. Grace is hilarious, uh, super free spirit, so we get to go all sorts of ridiculous directions and it's not all stuffy like uh, things can be sometimes with these conversations. Never on this podcast, of course. Yeah, so this whole, you know, uh, thing where our stools are really kind of icky and yucky, I think it's really just a part of, you know, the culture where we don't know really what good is. You know, we don't, a lot of adults don't even, in America, don't even know what healthy is. So we have to kind of retrain that. And it comes from our good gut microbiota. So we have like a hundred trillion bacteria there. And that's actually, they've kind of re-estimated the number of cells we have. If you include the non-nucleated cells as well, it's one to one. So half of us at least um, is uh, bacterial, if not even 90%, if you don't count the nucleated cells. Thank you so much for tuning to the website, aligntherapy.com. That's A-L-I-G-N therapy.com. On there, you will find hundreds of free videos on self-care and functional movement. You will find the self-care kit, which is a hollow foam roller with two different size myofascial release balls, elastic band, and door anchor so that you can adjust the height of the band. Keep your self-care practice moving fantastically 100% of the time. Keep those glycosaminoglycans and proteoglycans and all that snotty stuff in between the muscular septum, between those tissue layers, moving lubricated. That's what we're talking about. Uh, what do we got here? I have a quote. There's a quote from uh, Bruce Lee. I got two quotes. First quote goes something like this. Knowing is not enough. We must apply Willing is not enough, we must do. I think in this world that we live in, we, we are so flippin' inundated with information all the time. I think it's very easy to have this uh, kind of like information guilt where I feel like if we're not constantly taking in some type of new information, new TED talk, new book, new YouTube video, new podcast, wherever it may be, 
uh, I think it's for, for a lot of us, for myself included, it can feel kind of like, what, what am I doing? Maybe I'm wasting my time. And what I witness with so many people, especially a lot of these like healthcare guru experts people that I get to, you know, I get the privilege to spend time with. Um, oftentimes the smartest people in the room are the people that are uh, the least healthy. <laughs> you know, they're, they're just so stuck in the books and so stuck in reading new crap that they don't ever actually get any time to practice anything because they're so committed to uh, taking in that new information. So just uh, maybe playing with letting go of listening to every podcast or reading every new study or whatever it may be and uh, allowing yourself a little bit more spaciousness to practice, 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 practice. Uh, other quote from Dr. Lee, he is a doctor in my eyes, Dag Nabbit, is uh, those who are unaware they are walking in darkness will never seek the light. That is uh, the state of majority. People walking around modernity, in my opinion. So, um, thanks so much for reviews on iTunes. Greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for, um, what else? Using the Amazon portal on the website. That is amazing. Uh, please go on to the right-hand sidebar of the blog and the podcast page and bookmark that little flipping portal, that little link that says Aaron Recommends. And every time you use Amazon to buy any crap, utilize that from your bookmark and uh, Amazon or uh, Align Podcast Foundation gets 7% of that purchase. Greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, Grace, Dr. Grace is having a, what would we call this exactly? Gut Institute event. I'm just going to read what I got here. How to grow your practice by incorporating microbiome and nutrigenomic medicine into your reality. Uh, December 10th and 11th, 2016, 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Uh, her and two other of her uh, functional medicine doc practitioner folks are holding a what seems to, from my perspective here to be a pretty radical seminar that will be amazing for any kind of naturopathic doctors, for any type of functional medicine practitioners, or any person in general that just wants to elevate their uh, their own health and the health of their, their friends around them. She uh, sent me an email, make sure that I notify you, the people, that uh, the our microbiome and nutrigenomic medicine training is practically free and pays for a trip to California. Each attendee gets over $800 worth of awesome diagnostic kits, microbiome tools, nutrigenomic goodies, and many, many other gifts, which can be used immediately, exclamation point. So uh, check that out. I'll have a link to that on her uh, her link on my on the website linetherapy.com. Final thing, I just got back from uh, San Francisco territory, Bay Area, and got to spend some some quality time with Dr. Kelly Starrett and his wife Juliet, and then uh, went out and spent the evening with uh, Mark Bell, who in my eyes is the strongest man in the world. I know he's not actually the strongest man in the world, but I think he's set some pretty darn darn serious records and uh he's got a pretty cool podcast and sat down with him did a did a podcast interview broke down how to get freaking strong and uh, lots of other fun stuff and so look out for that got one coming up with mr mark bell and uh yeah that was that was how that went went to ecstatic dance in oakland highly highly recommended you ever get a chance to check out the ecstatic dance on wednesdays there's one sunday as well if you're ever in the bay area absolutely highly recommended go check that thing out let your freak flag fly high all right here we go
breaking it down, fecal biome, sexuality, movement, and all the things that are good in the world with my girl, Dr. Grace Lou. Align Podcast. Everything's closed down for you, Aaron. It's all closed. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. This is, I should start a service with every people. That's like the whole purpose yeah. of the podcast. Oh, Change the whole yes. Get reset. Get reset. reset. Reset your tabs. Yep. Reset with Aaron. You're yeah. That would be a new direction. I like that. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's what you do, right? Kind of, sort of. Yeah. 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 And all this movement stuff, like it uh, totally helps the gut. We should talk about that. That's what we should talk about. There's, that's, there's, so I have, I have um, a cornucopia of potential directions to go. Okay. Um, but I usually don't use any of this stuff. It's, it's always uh, just okay. like, it's like potential. Let's talk about hot guys and like you. Absolutely. Like, let's, I'll let's, be totally focus, happy. let's focus the energy on sexy male <laughs> yeah. for this conversation. If we could do that. That's what I'm thinking about all the time. Anyway, I did a, ga- <laughs> Good, I, <me> too. <laughs> I did a, I did a gay burlesque show recently. I mentioned on the did podcast. Did you not? So redundant. Oh, I did. Oh, it was That's great. Cool. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy like stroking my axe. I was a fireman. And the guy You're comes out fireman. and he kisses the head of my axe. And then I uh, and then I do like a handstand into his arms. It was it was it was magical. It was Wow, amazing. that is magical. Yeah, it was very magical. Wow, angelic. I bet the audience oh, you moved really the excited. audience. People really people really liked it. They weren't really quite expected. That's the big thing. It's always the element of surprise. And so when you get Two dudes in fireman costumes getting Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a surprise element. So uh, I'm, I'm recording right now, by the way, just want okay, you to just that's full disclosure. I'll probably include that part because that was, that was silly. That was hella cool. Yeah. No, yeah. But we, uh, but I, do you have any questions for me before we go or anything like that? Of course I can, but that'll be a whole new tangent. Sure. All right. We'll see. We'll save it. Let's save it. All right. Perfect. Um, if we're live. Yeah. We're, 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 we're not. Anyway. But so can we talk a little bit? One of the, one of the, the points in the in the plethora of points that I want to get into is movement in relation to the microbiome, wow. and uh, I think that that's something that people don't really talk about so much because it's all about like I think our perspective on the microbiome is very limited to this orifice, our mouth, oh. you mm-hmm. know, and it's like what happened? You got tabs blown up? Oh no 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 no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so so I think what our our perspective is limited to our our mouth. It's like it's what goes in your face, right? You put probiotics in your mouth, and then antibiotics are bad. But there's more to it than that, right? Oh, yeah. And um, when I was digging in the literature, uh, movement turns on our gut and our gut flora. Like they start pumping out like all this good acetate and butyrate. Who knows what else? Because our studies are so primitive, you know, but uh, they show higher diversity. That's always a good sign. And they show more of the good symbionts when people start moving around. So, I mean, definitely movement is ancestral, right? As we know. Right. So it's like, how does it tie with our health? Well, for sure, our gut microbiota seem to love it. Um, and I, I, I started studying, it's funny, I lived in Shanghai for three years and I didn't even study ancient Asian medicine at all when I was there. <laughs> I was getting over chronic fatigue, so I, I had like other things on my brain. I had nothing on my brain actually. But um, yeah, when I returned, because um, I had healed many things actually being out there and then uh, coming back, um, I have been studying different herbal programs and with uh, with us uh, herbalist from five elements and stagnation is such a problem for people but we do it to ourselves right Aaron like yeah. we sit on our dumb asses okay sorry you have to bleep that out <laughs> no, I know you're a clean, you're no, a clean podcast no fuck cock shit go do what you do what you do girl just be you <laughs> yeah shit yeah. I know I'm gonna go to Berlin you know I'll be saying shisa everywhere and I'll probably be offending everybody in the audience but I, I did it anyway whatever no we, but, talk, um, we talk about you know, drugs like, yeah, and all uh, sorts of stuff 
<laughs> yeah, drugs awesome. and then bugs. Right. All yeah, let's, bugs, let's yeah. shoot up and snort. Let's shoot up and snort up some bugs. Right. <laughs> that was too far. That was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how about enema? We're gonna bleep that out. That's... Put it out. Have you done, have you had an, have you, you probably had a plethora of enemas, right? I've never had any, or I have some friends that are so into colonics. Even one of my uh, mentor friends, she actually owned her own colonic spa. Sure. That's a good she friend to have. Do the speculum of people's, she was paid to do the speculum of people. I don't know. I, yeah. sorry, I want to paint a picture quick. So I was, so I'm, I'm by myself. This is after like, I did like a three day fast and then I was, and then, okay. and then I was doing like salt water cleansing every day. So I was like, eat a boatload of salt and then you fire it out your ear. It's, 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 it's impressive. The experience. Oh, you like that filet salt. I saw that. It's, right. Yeah, it's very, yeah, it's very interesting. Whole experience. And then I do it. I finish it off with a grand finale of a coffee enema. And I'm like laying like curled around my toilet with a tube in my bum. And uh, one of the most lonely experiences of my life. <laughs> and you're like in the fetal position on your on your bathroom floor. Yes. That's great. Yeah. So anyways, that's. Some uh, people do feel really hella awesome. Like I'm, I, you know, there's some medicinal properties to that coffee enema. I, I'm just not sure if I'll ever subscribe. But I, I have had numerous people tell me our probiotic. I formulated a probiotic and it's super high potency. It's almost like a little mini fecal transplant. Do you know what a fecal microbiota transplant is? FMT. Let's talk about it. But yeah. Yeah, it's actually a drug. Uh, it's like soon to be FDA semi-approved at some point because so many drug companies are pushing for that. But um, either a synthetic version or hospital centers, academic centers are doing enrollment for drug studies, you know, just to do FMT because it's so curative. If someone develops C Clostridium difficile colitis, um, one of the surefire uh, cures, like there's no drug does this, but there's like a 90 to 94% cure rate. Mm -hmm. Within one, two, or three uh, FMTs, they, they install the fecal transplant, the poo from a donor, um, into the recipient, the person with this like almost fatal disease where they're just you, you know pooping and having mucus and blood sometimes and losing 10, 20 pounds every week. Most die actually within 30 days of diagnosis. It's so serious. Yeah. It's terrible. But it's a cure. Poop is just a miracle cure. Poop is a cure. I've seen this in relation to, I've only, well, I think I've only seen it with mice, but in relation to like uh, affecting metabolism. And also, I believe I've seen something in relation to autism as well, in relation to microbiota or fecal something or another. That could be making the autism part up. I heard something in relation to microbiome for autism. I'm not sure about the fecal part. Um, I think they have some studies on the way. They might have done one or two like investigative already. I don't think they were that great. And then they've done... Um, studies with type 2 diabetes and they did the full-on microbiota transplant it wasn't that helpful oh <laughs> yeah we'll bleep yeah. that part out too <laughs> <laughs> you know within six to within nine nine months i think they all regained like uh if they had lost anyway they had regained it their a1c's returned to normal and it barely went down i have to say even drugs which i don't really think are great for diabetes but the drugs actually lower the a1c better and as we know like even following a paleo diet will lower hemoglobin A1C, which is the main marker for blood sugar averages, mm. will lower, you know, that and almost cure diabetes, you know, better than this fecal microbiota transplant. But they probably missed the diagnosis. Like, actually, people have hyperpermeability of the small intestine, which is the upper part of the gut, which is it's the majority of the gut. It's like six meters long, whereas our little, little colonel is only 1.5. This is probably why coffee enemas, they're awesome temporarily, but they're not, a, they're not often good. a cure if the disease is small intestinal. Yeah, which is... 
there's different names but for it, but it's more the gut dysbiosis. I would think classic gut dysbiosis is the small intestines. And this is completely innervated. It's like our second brain, right? It's like as many neurons as the spine. So Aaron, you you will love that because you're a spine expert. Why, you thank you. The spine. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and they and call it the cat brain. And all things flexible and hard, right? No, I'm just kidding. Um, the small intestines is very flexible and the volume there, uh, when you look at the surface area, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, how do we address this, right? It's it's bigger than, um, it's like a tennis court. It's big, as big as your new house. It's a four bedroom house. How do we fix that, right? Once it gets broken, it's always mod the modern ages that has, has broken this up. And now, you know, we have to regress and do all kinds of things, eating, including eating poo to get even close to fixing it. <laughs> the, so can you potentially... I feel like a lot of people are researching into this, and it's, but for all of the other people that are like, what the heck are they talking about? Can you potentially maybe paint a picture in relation to like who we are? You know, as far as the microbiome goes, they say we're like 10 times more bacteria and more microbes than we are like human eukaryotic cells and such. And do you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like yeah. why does this matter? What's, why is this, why is this yeah. important? Yeah, so everyone, we walk around and we have like the stomach. Everyone thinks the gut is the stomach, right? But coiled inside, deep, deep inside, I mean, other than watching like some movies where people get eviscerated, um, right? Um, we, we have this dark, dark organ where everyone thinks it's just kind of yucky because poop comes out of it. But actually, generally, if you're ha healthy or if you know farmers, you know, and they eat lots of fiber and they're healthy, um, you know, their stools um, are purported to be really kind of scentless. And actually I have to say, like, if I'm eating like lots of good fiber, I, you know, I recommend like fiber concoctions for people, um, you know, like 20, 25 grams, you know, or more once or twice a day, you know, you, your stools won't smell much. You don't get the high sulfur notes, <laughs> you know, which smell like rotten eggs. They're actually composty. They should smell nice and kind of earthy, you know? Yeah. So this whole, you know, uh, thing where our stools are really kind of icky and yucky. I think it's really just a part of, you know, the culture where we don't know really what good is. You know, we don't, a lot of adults don't even in America don't even know what healthy is. Mm. So we have to kind of retrain that. And it comes from our good gut microbiota. So we have like a hundred trillion bacteria there. And <clears throat> that's actually, they've kind of re-estimated the number of cells we have. If you include the non-nucleated cells as well, it's one to one. So half of us at least um, is uh, bacterial, if not even 90%, if you don't count the nucleated cell, if you, yeah, if you discount all the non-nucleated cells. Mm. So we could be even 90% bacterial and microbial and fungal, or um, half, at least half. That's a tremendous number of, like, them yeah. taking care of us. Right. Like, are we the host, or are we the scaffold for them like how does it go well that was what i was thinking about last night i was like you know i was in my living room and i was like you know weirding out doing just all sorts of interesting stuff and i'm thinking about my biome and, and you know one of the things that that i had heard you mention before is the the how primordial all of these microbiomes are in our in our in our body you know and how ancient this stuff, this bacteria is in comparison to our evolution of like homo sapiens and like, you know, we're these smart driving Priuses around people. I, I wonder, and this is a ridiculous concept, but I wonder if maybe the human body is almost like a transport for the bacteria, like the body formed for the bacteria. And we kind of feel like, oh, the bacteria is working for us. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I have had that thought too. Yeah. Like we are maybe subservient to them. I mean, they've come here on earth before us, right? They evolved billions of years ago and we've only been here the last, what, primates 65 million years and humans maybe the last 100, 200,000 years. 
whether you include homo se- oh, yeah, homo neanderthal or not. I know. So, who who is really controlling who? But so then that gets into kind of an interesting thing. Like, like I'm sure you're familiar with like toxoplasmosis and all of these, you know, where it's like, oh wow, so the parasite or the bacteria or whatever, what yeah. have you, starts to brainwash this vehicle, transport medium, you know, mm-hmm. whatever animal person to right. doing its deeds. You know, and it's yeah. like we do that with our addiction to sugar. We do that with our, you know, in the toxoplasmosis thing, it's like right. our addiction to, to you know, uh, doing dangerous things or whatever. That's a little dubious. But the, yeah. the mind control piece, you know, yeah. is there, what do you think about that? Like, what's... Oh, it's totally true. I see it all the time, like in friends and clients. Yeah, you look at their stools and it's all whacked out. And you can, you know, if you do the right testing, you can pick up toxo. And many other uh, parasites, parasitic fungal, you know, overgrowth or the, the full on like parasite itself. Mm. I, I had a parasite at a time. You know, I mean, we were eating off the streets in Shanghai. I mean, no wonder I probably picked up something. Uh, anybody, anybody can. Or even, in, you know, in beautiful five star restaurants, you can pick up anything. But the top one you brought up is very interesting because <clears throat> it's often found actually in schizophrenics, bipolar and hoarders. Some of, some of our Whoa. schizophrenic medications are psychoactive medications uh, and neuroleptics. They are they have actually uh, toxoplasmosis activity anti. It lowers their populations. Huh. Yeah. That's really interesting. And, yeah. and, and even like other drugs like statins, like oh they you know they try to promote statins every because because they lower LDL by blocking the cholesterol synthesis. But for our brain function, humans, that we need cholesterol. It's like 56% of our brain structure and our membranes. So it's kind of ridiculous to target one thing, right? And actually the studies, as we know, are very, you know, lame. They don't really show much heart disease uh, reduction. Fish oil shows way more heart disease reduction and mortality reduction than a statin does. Mm. Statins actually kill off a very, very important part of our gut microbiome known as the archaea. These are the most primitive and this is where all our mitochondria okay. flow from. Yeah, they're, uh, they were, you know, a long time ago, some big cell took up another little cell. That little cell was an archaea. And we still have them in our gut microbiome. They're known as methanobrevi, methanobrevi bacterium uh, smithy. And they um, are awesome. You know, they transform a lot of energy. But our mitochondria are very similar. They're almost very, very analogous to the archaea. So no wonder statins, which are produced by fun- fungal, fungal, Fungi. It's it's isolated from fungi. The statin drug class is actually a chemical from uh, fungi. Like so, red yeast rice is an example as a OTC. If someone wants to take it as a supplement, it lowers LDL. But it's fungal. You know, um, their populations are trying to keep out bacterial populations, right? So it makes sense that they would kill off archaea and archaea. And and now we're using these drugs, and they're powerful. They lower a very important part of our microbiome that keeps us thin. Methanobrevibacter is associated with being lean and healthy and strong. It's overgrown in anorexia. So, you know, it's not good to have, like, not enough good bacteria, and then the methanobrevibacter, the archaea, they overgrow. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, yeah. they have overgrowth. So then, actually, when things normalize or they add, like, good flora, that can get better. And some of the signs of anorexia get better as well. So a lot of things are actually gut dysbiosis related. Yeah. And then, and then the archaea, yeah, the arche- you know, it's not... One of the main statin side effects that everyone has a problem with is they get tired, their muscles start breaking down, right? It's because they're breaking down their mitochondria. It's a mitochondrial toxin mm. coming from fungi, mm. which populate the whole earth. Yeah, it's interesting how... Yeah, so we, how go on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, 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 end, we end up kind of like guarding ourselves or isolating ourselves from 
you know, our nature. You know, we put sunblock on and we put UV protective right. eyeglasses on and then we, you know, we have our rain jackets on and then we pesticide the food and then we do antibiotics because we got sick and we don't know why. So we should keep on killing the organism. It's like pesticide. It means to kill, kill the pest. We're yeah. this beautiful symphony of pests. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. <laughs> so what can we do to recolonize or reseed ourselves? There's so many ways. Being outdoors, uh, I'm sure you're a fan. Oh, I'm, I, I'm a fan, although I don't get out as much as I'd like. Just breathing the air. If we open our windows, we get good flora from outside. If you have a healthy biome outside, landscaping, you know, and everything, you, you'll breathe in good bacteria. Being outdoors is one of the best. Being in the dirt is even better. Right. I think farmers who are around animals and hay and <clears throat> their, um, you know, herds the, the, the studies show that over and over that they have like usually the you know least amount of disease less allergies aspergers um, autism spectrum cancer even um so getting outdoors is probably the most primordial best way but in, in you know in other circumstances and we need to bridge that i, I think just taking a really great probiotic and, and then a diversity amount of probiotics huh, cool yeah I like that. And there's many on the market. Yeah, I formulated one called Bifido Maximus. It's really awesome. We're going to be distributing it soon more massively and offering it for practitioners. But we've had just game-changing stories coming from it. People get um, – they can lower their body fat. Um, brain fog and uh, bloating go away really rapidly, like faster than ever. People can tolerate gluten and dairy again. Like I think it's a misnomer that we can't eat gluten and dairy, you know, like ever, ever. But, you know, a lot of – people do and they're, they're fine and healthy and, and you know disease-free cancer-free so why why is that is it a microbiome thing hmm. yeah of course it is yeah so <laughs> if we have the right bacteria they'll break it down for us they, yeah. we outsource like yeah. they use us okay they eat our little mucus right and we use them and they help us eat little foods that we can't really eat that well yeah. that's why we are like the best hybrid f1 you know race cars on earth we've evolved these humongo engines the brain like it's like the biggest most sophisticated, not the biggest, you know, <clears throat> you know, dolphins and elephants probably have bigger brains, but really sophisticated for the frontal lobe, right? right? And why is that? We can burn any energy form. We can burn carbs, we can burn fats. Oh my God, and we burn like protein, like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. So that's why our gut is so like adapted. We're, we're the only primate with um, a small intestine that's 10 times bigger than the average primate. Because we can break all these things down and absorb it all. We need to absorb it all. We don't have a big old compost in our butt, like a primate. <laughs> our colons are shrunken. Uh, it's only a fraction of what herbivores and, and, and primates have. So we, we have like a tiny compost. We have a compost still, so it's important to get fiber in, but we don't need to be grazing and eating mounds of fiber all day, every day. I mean, my jaw hurts like <laughs> from eating too much fiber. And I love fiber, but still, you know, I mean, we in, we're in this modern age. I don't have 20 hours a week to just chew on fiber. Yeah. Which is what probably what our ancestors did up until like two or three, four thousand years ago when they became, you know, more civilized. They cooked, they learned how to break all these things down. They enjoyed food and <clears throat> became really sophisticated. It's ironic that our, uh, I tend to go at the deep end with like a lot of things on a regular basis. So I apologize to him. But it's ironic that yeah, this, I, like to this, hear this. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what I'm talking about. But it's ironic that this, you know, this analytical prefrontal cortex, you know, this analytical mind that separates us from, you know, we're like, we're the, the king of the king of the jungle or whatever. It's like that, that thing that separates us is also kind of what's killing us, I think. You know, it's like our, our hyper-intelligence and our, our, our attempt to control yeah. nature and control ourselves and control the environment. 
it's now it's starting to stack up and it's like, well, this is why we're sick. <laughs> like, if we didn't have the thing that we're so proud of, we would probably Push just be do. one with nature. But instead, we're kind of always trying to shuffle all the cards around. It's, I don't know. It's I know. So what's the solution? I know. Well, I think just going, going back, back, you know, and that's so, so with like, with eating, with eating food, when I'm eating food, I'm always kind of thinking of like <clears throat> colonizing myself. So if I'm eating a bunch of spinach and there's like some dirt on it, I'm like, sweet. Yeah. That's yeah, great. That's awesome. Is there anything, is there any specific foods to maybe look out for in like a good way or bad way or any way, or is there something, any differentiation? We're humans. I mean, we eat everything. So I, I, whatever makes people happy and brings them joy, you know, um, and makes them actually feel good. I mean, you can certainly do testing and kind of check. Um, I, however, work with a lot of sort of like train wreck guts. So we have to be careful in the beginning because, you know, pathogens also eat a lot of fiber and different foods and carbohydrates. So you have to be kind of careful until you've kind of supported the body, you know, nourished a lot of things that are low. And then, and then, you know, you can slowly transition to that, which is wonderful. Cause when I work with people, we rebuild the biome as best we can, knowing the ancestral template, we go for that, um, bringing those in. And I go with the centenarian template. So those are the people who live to hundred or over hundred super centenarians that live over 110, 115. Cause they obviously have something going for them. Right. They got hyperintelligence, but they've got something going for them. What's it look like with a super centenarian? Centenarian, how do you say that? Yeah, uh, Alani Biagi in Italy has done the studies. They're amazing. Um, I'd love to do like a field trip. <laughs> but she has looked at um, Bama, China. So, the, you know, a group of uh, Chinese people living kind of remotely. <clears throat> you really can't get there. It's harder to get there. And they have great spring water, mineral water. Um, and she's looking at Italians um, who have flourished in, in uh, Italy, the main city, you know, but they're kind of, I think, probably living in out in the outskirts. And they, you know, she never talks about their diet, but I'm very curious um, to that. But their gut microbiomes are very similar. Um, they have high amounts of bifidobacterium, longum. So this is what is primarily in our, um, our probiotic, kind of stimulates that. And healthy moms, they have tons of bifidobacteria longum because longum does not eat carbs. It eats mucus <clears throat> and what's in the lining of our gut. So babies, you know, they're not eating food right off the bat. So this is one of the main uh, gut flora that protect them. And then they, it's the legacy from mom. And then she got it from her mom. So it's actually a legacy from grandma, right? If you think about it, or even Eve, if you really want to go deep, deep, <laughs> super deep. Let's go deep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like what if this legacy, you know, um, my sister's really into like evolutionary thing. And she's telling me like everyone like bottleneck to like only a hundred or 200 humans at one point, like, or 66, or, you know, <clears throat> we're, we're all so alike, you know, even though we may look different on the outside, we're all like one. And there's not that much that delineates differences or whatever. But let's say, you know, we miss it somewhere the legacy gets broken. And that's where a lot of our modern disease comes from, because we don't have certain strains that are supposed to protect us. If we can't protect the small intestine, then there's a lot of permeability. And then <clears throat> that's when disease will take over. There's not enough pathogen exclusion. We can't squeeze all the pathogens out. And then they just we become, become more of a scaffold for the, those things instead of a symbiosis harmony. Like, it's so great to have an orchestra and we're all playing together you know, and, and maybe the conductor is nature, you know, and the abundance of the universe, you know, but that's not really the case now, right? Like some people just run around with their heads cut off and, you know, acting like lunatics, you know, kids have ADHD more than ever. I mean, I remember in my kids' classes, um, like half a dozen kids ha had ADHD. I, I asked a teacher and, the, you know, half of them, half of a dozen would be on medications. Like that, that's just weird to me. 
Yeah, I, I was talking to Rob Wolf about this. He has a book coming up, I think, exactly about these topics. And one of the things that I, I was kind of curious with is like, is it chicken or the egg with the effect of our psychology and our emotional selves and the impact on our gut biome? Or is it the gut biome has an effect on that? Or I'm sure it's both. But you know, do you have you looked into any kind of like those relationships? How you know serotonin, dopamine, feel good, you know, all that stuff. Oh yeah, they all impact each other, definitely for sure. Yeah, our our probiotic, um, the strains I chose, they they um, are very similar to the ones in the study and includes bifidobacterium, which is associated with uh, healthier serotonin and less anxiety and less depression. Mm. Yeah, because we take our our gut flora is what activates uh, tryptophan from our diet, the protein to be made into serotonin. And then we can't sleep well because 80% of our melatonin, which we need for sleep, deep sleep, deep REM sleep, is from serotonin. Hmm. And yeah. so what about the effects? It's okay if you have no idea about this, but the effect of just our our emotions in the first place, how that oh. affects the gut biome itself. Is there any, or could we potentially be colonizing or decolonizing based off of our thoughts? Or is that just totally insane? Uh, I, I know what you're kind of saying, um, but for sure our thoughts are like energy and um, negative thoughts. Like some people may just harbor these negative thoughts. If they raise cortisol and adrenaline, which I think they usually do, yeah. that will negatively impact the, the gut flora. What, what study shows when people have um, anxiety and depression, uh, they have higher adrenaline and cortisol. These turn on virulence islands in the pathogenic strains only. The good flora don't have that. And what's, what shows is that they will increase in their prominence, but then the good flora, their populations go down. Just just for no reason, they just go down. Huh. And then when that stressor is gone, then the good flora may come back. It's kind of like an antibiotic effect. It's really terrible. Our, our minds can be, yeah, super vile. Yeah. <laughs> on, on the gut. Or not. Or not. Yeah. yeah. And maybe this is why some people, they may have terrible guts, but if they're happy all the time, you know, that's fine. They're, they're going to do fine. They're fine. Yeah. They yeah. can proceed that. I think there is this hierarchy right. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone has an answer for that. I don't think it's possible to have an answer for that. But it's, it's, a, worthy, I know. it's a worthy question to ask. You know, yeah. where are all these thoughts coming from or where are all these microbes coming from? You know, it's like that, having that. The balance between the two. One of the things you mentioned before was was uh, how we lobotomize our guts. And I thought that was really cool. You know, through through things like antibiotics and through things like C sections, where you're not able to get all of the you know that that colonization as a, as an infant. Mm -hmm. Curious about that. And then I'm also curious: is that like are we like at a dead end at that point, or can we recolonize and you know can we get back to normal? Air quotations. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let me ask you. So if someone's okay. like not moving around, do they start shutting down inputs to their brain that would effectively kind of lobotomize them? Uh, yes, but we can get it like back. Does, That's does the whole fMRI, thing. yeah, uh, 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 functional MRI studies, do they show kind of deadening of certain parts of the brain? Yeah, it just looks blue when, <laughs> when we're just <gasps> sitting there. And then when you start to turn on and start to move, okay. you see right. various parts of the brain start to right. light up. right, right. Yeah, Seth Rogers, he had done some experiments. Like he would read and study his Chinese like on a treadmill and he would always retain more and do better on memory tests yeah. after training on a treadmill versus just sitting on his bum. Yeah. yeah, so I think our guts are kind of the same. Um, with strong antibiotics and the damage with C-sections and antibiotics during C-section or during a vaginal birth, like moms, like if they have group B strep or for some reason they get an IV antibiotic with their Pitocin, you know, whenever you're IVing something as a precaution, sometimes they give IV antibiotics at the same time because, you know, it's just, it's just 
protection for the mom and it's protection for the hospital, CYA, you know, that there are no complications or septic events or people returning after, you know, birth. But the, you know, studies are showing there's vast changes on the baby's gut microbiome. One study I was looking at, because there's a high rate of eczema right now, um, it showed uh, the longer a mom was on IV antibiotics, the much higher incidence of eczema in the child. Atopic dermatitis, eczema, and, and all these conditions. It depended, they kind of cut it off at 24 hours. So if the mom had less than 24 hours of IV antibiotics, there was much less damage or much less incidence of um, the uh, condition. And they saw... Um, okay. And then over 24 hours, they actually saw more pathogens appear in the baby and then a higher amount of, um, eczema and atopic dermatitis. So I think they're starting, you know, the, all the studies are starting to coalesce, but essentially they're lobotomizing the microbiome. So how, and how can we, yeah, how can back. we, yeah. so to go back, I mean, I have really incredible stories, like people who have, have angioedema and horrible eczema, like they can reverse in just a couple months and start tolerating different foods again, expand their diet. And after people work with me, even after five or six months, they can even include gluten or dairy occasionally nice. without the same problems like big old bloating, you know, no brain fog. That, that's the beauty of it. Um, cool. So there is ways. Yeah, it's targeted. Um, I kind of believe in weeding, seeding and feeding. You know, you you have to look at what's in the gut and they they don't just go away. You can't just starve them away. That never happens. Mm. Contrary to some of the urban myths out there, you know, yeah, as soon as like a lot of people think, oh, with a very low carb diet, you're going you're gonna to squeeze out or with one of the, you know, candida diets online, you, you'll squeeze out, you know, candida. Well, no, not really. You actually need some anti-candida therapies. But at the same time, you need to repopulate. A lot of protocols, they don't repopulate appropriately. And I think up to now, there wasn't like good options. You know, you couldn't get a really super high potent probiotic and spend an arm and a leg. Or, you know, um, and I wouldn't do a fecal microbiota transplant to repopulate because essentially if your immune system is not synced up with that person's immune system, you're essentially going to get all their viruses, but you don't have the protection against those viruses mm. or fungi or bacteria. And what I've seen is just a lot of people, you know, they've come to me, they've done multiple FMTs somewhere, you know, Tamon or somewhere, and they're just worse in many ways, if not immediately after at some point. They're actually worse than they ever were before the FMT. I'm sure there's a lot of great success stories as well. You know, somewhere something's different. You know. Yeah. yeah so one of the things that so it's like but there's a risk. We kind of we kind of get this almost like death sentence. It seems if it's like were you not breastfed, oh you're screwed. You're you know or no. you, or do you have a C-section? No. Like oh well, you're gonna get you know whatever you fill the blank. And so do you feel like that's maybe not so accurate? Oh, like you no. can get and back we, to and, and remember Jack Levine's story. Tell me. Uh, bless his soul. You know, he was born preemie, very underweight and scrawny his whole life kind of. And then in his teens, he just decided to change things. You know, he really got into super whole good nutrition oh. and he stopped, you know, he just increased a lot of fruits and vegetables. He was outdoors a lot, I think, you know, and eating organic fruits and vegetables, you're going to get all the dirt organisms that I'm a big fan of. Right. Yeah, he was probably missing some things, but he, he, you know, seemed to be okay, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he, he had an awesome life over 90, age 90. Um, so I think they're definitely good stories. Um, now we have technology. I mean, I don't know if you're a fan of the bionic woman and, um, $60 million man growing up or watching reruns, no. <laughs> you know, you can become bionic or bulletproof, whatever you want to call it. Right. You can overcome and like be better than ever, you know, than you were originally. We have technology. Thank, yeah. thank goodness for technology. I mean, even your bands and 
tools you use in your studio with your clients, right? They're just tools because we're, we're smart. We're sophisticated. We can, we can build things and bridge things until things get better and, and people's bodies can do it on their own. But I do believe you can't resurrect certain things. You can't resurrect nothing, right? So it helps to have the tools of certain probiotics. Right now, they're so limited. I have to admit, they all kind of suck. But at least there's something until right. we get something better. So you mentioned you mentioned you can't you can't starve the things. So what's what does weeding look like for people at home? If it's like I would like to maybe get started with this weed seed. Thing. Yeah, so a lot of people, you know, they develop these pathogen overgrowths, whether it's yeast overgrowth, viral overgrowth, or bacterial overgrowth, because they're lacking something. Usually it's adrenal, you know, you, you can tell someone's kind of in adrenal deficiency when you look on at testing. Sometimes you can't talk to them because they're like, oh, la, 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 everything's fine. Well, fuck no, no, it's not fine because you have <laughs> one, two, three, four, five things wrong, right? And you're, <laughs> you've been living with this stress your whole, you know, 27 years, you know, of your life, whatever. So I look at, I use a, a lot of organic acid testing or Dutch hormone testing. You can certainly see on their black and white, you know, how someone's cat, catabolic hormones are and anabolic. So we need to rebuild the anabolic stuff. And, you know, if they can do acupuncture, that's awesome. You know, meditation's awesome. Getting hands on, you know, massage is awesome. Everything's awesome. Uh, in the end, though, they need to uh, kind of look at their gut. You know, if you have a lot of pathogens, you can do all those remedies, but they're not really going to take away that what's depleting things, you know, whether it's pathogens or so I nourish, you know, we nourish the adrenals using plant botanicals. Many are just ancient formulas from Russia, Asia, you know, like Eleutheris, ashwagandha. Okay. Um, yeah, I use some like really, really ancient, ancient, and I use low, low doses and they're all mixed together kind of like one of my favorite products actually that's super nourishing is called Serenogen. Everyone does well on it. Endurance athletes, executives, moms, everyone. Um, and then I use some other things to you know, further fill in. But then with the gut to weed, um, depends on what's there. You know, if it's more fungal and viral overgrowth, you know, I do certain plant botanicals. We always do pulsing, you know, and uh, it's not a good idea to do high, high doses or for long, 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 you know, high dose treatments. Low, low dose, you know, in the background is fine. And using lots of probiotics. The probiotics are the key. That's the game changer. Mm. Yeah. Cool. And even if someone has really severe IBD, you know, by nourishing um, different organs, the gut and the adrenals, um, you can you can bypass a lot of things and bring them up and lower the inflammation in the gut. And then their body can start doing what's supposed to do, which is make lots of mucus, you know, healthy lining mucus and keep the sterile zone in our in our small intestines. Um, we can emulate a lot of that, you know, with some of the botanicals that are nourishing and and remove some of the icky, yucky things until. And then at some point, it's really critical to add in fiber. Because once you establish a garden, right, you can't just leave it like fallow. You can't, you know, let go fertilizing, watering and giving it sunlight. Right. So that's essentially what you do if you didn't eat the right food. You know, we have the most like high energy F1 race cars <laughs> as our bodies. You know, it takes really selective elite fuel. You can't just put any old fuel in it, as we know. Right. You may be okay, like if you have really great hormones and you're okay, you know, for 10, 20 years, but at some point, it ain't going to be enough and it's going to just awful. Right. Yeah. What, so what about like like fermented foods and things that aren't necessarily, you know, marketed in a, in a pill form? Like what, are there kind of natural oh, places if we don't have that? Foods. Yeah, yeah. So what's, what's, what's a, is there some ferments that are better than others in your opinion? Is there something like is kombucha well, trump ones, something or what? The, the stinkiest ones are the best, but yeah. from American palates, right? Like no one wants to shove like dirty feet <laughs> at a meal into them. Like nacho is the best. Right. And in Africa, they have something similar. You know, they have all kinds of beans and it's a poorer nation, I think, you know, ancestrally. Um, 
So they ate a lot of fermented beans. These beans are so ancestral and they're full of so many of the many, you know, the, the most super badass like bacteria ever and, and wild fungi. They, they're just like natto, really super stinky, I suspect. What, one of the uh, antifungals I use a lot is called SS722. It comes from castor oil. Castor oil is actually super toxic. You need to like super process it, ferment it. You gotta ferment the fuck out of it, otherwise it's super toxic. It has like cyanide and all kinds of stuff. But they they ferment it and they're long ferment, so they probably taste super yummy. You know, if you like that kind of thing. And you know, Africans, ancestral Africans, they probably got super healthy with it. You know, it secretes K2 when when their bean ferments. You get vitamin K2, which is really super strong for the bones and mineral uh, matrix is in our body. Um, the bean itself is antifungal. The oils are, yes. And I wonder if the bacteria even transform them further. So the centenarians, they have a really amazing uh, bacteria in their gut called Eubacterium limosum. There's, it's like 18 times more enriched in centenarians in Italy. Oh. And it, what it does is it takes like steroids from food, like a lot of the different steroidal parts, and transform them to even more awesome like anti-inflammatory steroids. Cool. Like some, some of the estrogens and hops, like things from hops and bitter things. They make them super more powerful. So not everyone has that in their gut. You're, you're kind of lobotomized if you don't have it. You will not have that edge, whereas right. someone else may. I mean, we may duplicate things. Obviously, there's a lot of redundancy in, na in nature, right? But it wouldn't be cool to have some of this. Yeah. And it, it, you know, we have the technology now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you look at like the Hatsa tribesmen's biome in comparison to somebody that lives in like yeah. New Jersey or whatever, you know, a curiosity that I have sometimes is like, you know, is being super populated and super diverse is that always what we need or is maybe that's maybe we're kind of reducing that down to something that's like if you look at like a desert environment versus a jungle environment they're just different environments yeah yeah you know you could say the jungle's better because there's more shit in it it's like well i don't know like like i'm just i'm just Spitballing. Curious. I, I think I think probably if you look at the dirt in either biome, like whether it's a, a desert ecological niche, you know, or a forest, when you look down to the microbes, they're probably super diverse. Yeah. And the healthier ones have less pathogens. I mean, that's what you see over and over. So the Hadza and um, Burkina Faso, they're all shown to actually have 20 to 30 fold less of the, our most common pathogens like Klebsiella. Same with the centenarians. They have much, much, much like 10, 20, 100 fold less like of the pathogens that we see in the Western gut. And, and those pathogens are usually associated with all kinds of diseases. And what I think is what is probably a fingerprint for disease is what's missing. You know, it's like a deficiency, a lobotomy. Like we are learning more and more what a fingerprint is that will head us toward like better living. Um, but it's probably what's more missing. You know, we know if we move, we feel great. Yeah. Uh, and there's obviously people can overdo it. Like, oh, do you really need to do like a marathon every day? You know, kind of thing, you know, like, right. It's, is that really great for us? And that stresses Even the biome out, right? When we're like oh, over exercise yeah. and then you eventually like adrenal fatigue, it's like, oh, okay, too much. But even, you know, is, is yeah, there some, some markers the there? Yeah, I think even the flora want to rest every once in a while, not be chugging, chugging for <laughs> hundred miles every day or something. They have a circadian rhythm in of themselves, yeah. is that right? I think they do. I've read that. Yeah, they so, have like different clock. They affect our clock genes. Yeah, it's amazing how they interface with us. We can't ignore them. I mean, we can, we can run. We can't even run on autopilot without them. You know, they do so many things like for our brain and our immunity right. and. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, humans have probably the most like sophisticated immune system ever. It's like, tr you know, hairline trigger, like sophisticated. It can knock out any pathogens that it sees. I mean, we're really lucky, like, um, and, and then when we have babies, when women have babies, they don't reject the fetus, right? That That's like a, it's convenient. that's a mammalian, <laughs> yeah, a mammalian miracle that changed a lot of things. Right. Yeah. yeah. We don't, eat, we don't eat the fetus either. Yeah. Like some, like some animals. <laughs> no, exactly. It's got a fish. I had a hamster and ate their babies. <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh. They're all gone. Keep that mother away from the fetus. I know. Yeah. So one of the analogies that you, you brought up uh, before was the, was the desktop window being open in relation to like having pathogens in our system and our body essentially being occupied by all of these, you know, bacteria trying to kill us. You know, it's there. Well, every, I know, every day they're trying to colonize and kill us. Right. And yeah. then every day we have the good fight. It's like Star Wars, like good and evil. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Is there like, like gut permeability and kind of like these kind of inherent challenges that are potentially happening inside our bodies that we don't necessarily realize? Is that like a thing that's happening with a lot of people? Is there, what's going on that we don't realize? Like, because we all feel normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is there. I think when people dig a little deeper and they look at testing, you can see so much. Like I love like one test called the Great Plains Urine Organic Acid. You can easily see malabsorption, what the vitamins are that are really super deficient, glutathione and many oxidative stress markers, cancer markers. What's most amazing to me is you can see all the things leaking out. You know, if they're going into the blood and then into the urine, these these are all floating in some people's bodies. So they have like high clostridium markers, high fungal markers, you know, super high bacterial pathogenic markers. You know, no wonder these will tie in with how someone's doing if they're feeling agitated and depressed. So as you mentioned, the, the windows, like uh, Aaron and I couldn't start today because I had like a, a, a good because I've lost a lot of stuff going on. So I had a bazillion windows open and nothing was showing up. So I had to shut everything down. I have the, I have the cleanest desktop now. But I think our gut floor, our, our bodies are like that because we have many openings, right? <laughs> and um, essentially they're external. Ears, right? Nose, throat, every time we open our mouth, right? Everything's actually external. Or even our skin. It's porous. Yeah, our skin is like a huge one. So we're like toads and and snakes and you know other animals with you know these interfaces that are really highly like integrated with the environment. Yeah. Um, but our gut is like the hugest one, and it's you know we have all so in a way our body's always you know keeping certain things at bay and then launching all these special. We actually launch fiber on our mucosa membrane to attract the good things which do all the job. Hmm. They are the you know ultimate like guardians yeah hmm. gut guardians yeah or whatever you want to call them i call them housekeepers sometimes or i call them the ceo sometimes you know they regulate everything and so we actually secrete those but i'm like a non-secreter if you look on your dna some people don't secrete these as well it's about it was the evolutionary you know it was a miracle because then we didn't get certain viruses like norovirus and things like that you know recently i think uh, i think the democratic convention or something a, a norovirus flew through there and knocked a lot of people out. So there are probably a lot of secretors, you know. So secretors have an advantage. They can attract all. They actually have more of the flora that would be, I consider, you know, healthy and centenarians have them. Like they can attract more acromancia and bifido actually. Mm. So they don't to get as many autoimmune diseases as non-secretors. Like, so non-secretors make up about 25 to 30% of the population. But out of my, my clients, it's like 99, 100% of my clients are non-secretors. So it's very interesting, right? So some people are naturally inclined, they're gonna have the good flora because of genetics. Like, 
other people may have the genetics, but they jack it up. They have tons of C, you know, they have a C-section and then formula and then tons of antibiotics. So then they look like a non-secreter like me. <laughs> and so, um, anyway, when we have all these like surfaces open, that's like windows open. Yeah. And you know, something's going to crash at some point. Right. Do you ever freak yourself out with, with, you know, your understanding of this stuff and kind of like cruising around the world and like, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm just like this big gaseous microbial bubble floating through interacting with the environment. You know, we, would you we, have a flagella or not? Would you have an ore? I would, I would have, would a, you have a, like spikes. No, I, no I, I'm, I'm all about the flagella for sure. You know, but, <laughs> but, you, but you need a rudder. That's yeah. a good rudder. Yeah, exactly. They call me the, the tripod with the, my flagella, but they, <laughs> but, but they, so, but it, it's an interesting thing we, we think we're like, we're like so feel safe inside of our skin, but the huh? reality of it is we're completely exposed to all of this stuff. And, and it's a good thing that we're exposed. You know, if we did shut ourselves down, then we would, you know, suffocate. But it's kind exactly. of... We can't... Yeah. Yeah. You know, we also have our own bubble, though. We have a microbial cloud. And we have like, the bubble. It's distinctive. Yeah. It's like forensic science. They can determine all that. It's like we pretty fascinating. a microbial cloud. What the heck is that? Well, anything you touch, you know, the microbiome on your skin, like they can track it, like through CSI. Right. Yeah. yeah, although we can we can change all of it. It's very easy to change all that. Well, I don't think the scientists know that, but when you walk into a <laughs> let let them know, Grace. When you walk <laughs> when you when you walk into a room, you're releasing you know something like millions of bacteria or something every minute. I'm kind of making. Are you that... pooping when you enter? I kind of. I'm kind of making that. <laughs> I heard YouTube something. Aaron. I heard something along those lines in some some YouTube video I was listening to recently. But we are always we're always sharing each other. I think we're always sharing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not just pheromones but right yeah, yeah all the volatile scents from the microbes they talk to each other right yeah so it's... you may not really like someone but it's your microbes liking that person right you know it's like the t-shirt yeah if someone's got all this pathogenic setting. weirdo stuff you know they flock with other pathogenic weirdo you know like because <laughs> the pathogens uh, flock together <laughs> until they true. change. Like that's like what happens with overweight people, right? They lose a whole bunch of weight. Well, they've actually essentially changed the microbiome or they got a gastric bypass, right? They fixed their small intestines. Then suddenly, wow, you know, they may start hanging out with other people because actually maybe their microbes don't really crave those other microbes for replenishment anymore. I don't know. So that's many theories. Yeah. It'd be awesome to like radio label some of it and then track them. Well, you've seen, you've <laughs> seen, you've seen the, uh, the t-shirt study, right? Where they're smelling each other's sweaty yeah, t-shirts and it's based that. off of completing their, um, their, the, the DNA, their genetics code for, it was their immune systems, you know? So I'm mm -hmm. not going to be so attracted to someone that shares the same genetic traits to as far as like, you know, strengthening with my immune system as right. someone that can fill in those, those blanks that I don't have. Right. So they don't want similar. They want diverse. They want diversity. Different. So yeah. we think it's like, wow, I love that girl's ass. But really, <laughs> you know, what you, you might love her ass, but you love but her the, immune system. But you love her immune system. You know, at least that's what this t-shirt study says. But I think that's <laughs> such an interesting thing. Like the way that we're communicating with each other, it's not just. And it was all scentless. Like they, like some of it is like beyond what we even fully understand. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's just interesting. But so uh, something that I think that we, as far as like our protection of ourselves with like traveling, you know, when I go travel, I like the weirdest crap. Like I'm, I'm very just like, okay, you know, I'm dust, know, I'm dust in the wind. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, last time I like thought I was going to die. I was in Morocco and I was just like, 
practically passed out on a bus station in Morocco and I'm just I was trying to hitchhike and I couldn't do it so I took a bus and I, I'm pooping my pants lying on the bus this Moroccan guy is like kicking You're me saying that I can't lie there oh my god that was that when I say we spread uh, millions of bacteria that was it was the bus station of Morocco that I was referencing and you know it's like that experience I think it was great because in my mind in my mind I'm stronger now because of it you know but like what's is there like a balancing point there of like too much, too little? Like, should we just dive in head first when we're going someplace? Is there some kind of preparation? Oh, um, I mean, I always like testing, but maybe I'm too hypervigilant about that. I mean, other people, they just dive in and they do, like, people just have amazing results. You're just adding in, changing their diet, getting more fermented foods in, sour, you know, kraut, kimchi, kombucha, all, all of it. Like, I think our microbes love it. Um, but your body will tell, like, if the shift is too fast, yeah, people will have problems. They'll shift to either IBS constipation or IBS diarrhea. And, you know, sometimes it takes time to shift out. Um, there's die-off. Even with our probiotic, it's so effective. Some people get die-off. Um, and usually within two to five days, it's much better. And then all the lights start going on in their head, they tell me, you know, or this goes away. Or, you know, slowly, gradually, everything starts to improve. Like, you know, agitation gets better. You know, weight loss starts to shed. Like, all these things you, you can tell. Um, and people don't realize, like, wow, like, even when I was 20, I didn't even feel this good, you know, like, well, yeah, because now your microbial cloud is like way hella fucking badass better. <laughs> You're welcome. No. Right, right. You know, so people just don't Suck know it. this. You know, we're not educated. Like people think, oh, they have a Hyundai, but really they have a fucking F1 racing car hybrid. Like, and it's all there. You you know, you just need to harness, you need to know how to use it. Like people don't have that operating manual. I mean, being part of payload movement, like we know certain things, right? But even... But we don't know even deeper sometimes. And then nutrigenomics, like why certain people do get ill, like are they secretors, are they non-secretors? You know, how do we bypass that? We can. You know, we have the technology now. You can also bulk up your fiber to emulate what your gut flora, what your gut flora want, but you don't have it on your mucosa membrane because you're genetically compromised. Right. You know, you can you can bypass that. Yeah. So yeah, it's just all available. Yeah. When I to look sometimes in in the past I, i've after coming back from you know whatever third world country travel trips uh which i think are great by the way i feel like third world country is like it's like almost like a bad thing it's like no, no uh, i'm like i that's i really dig that <laughs> but when I, I, when I come back i would my you know, always felt better when we were like trekking around all over china and eating foods off the street, off the street. Yeah, it's the and, freshest stuff yeah you know, when people come out Especially they have a little cart and they're selling, you know, whatever pupusas or whatever they're selling. I mean, maybe not. You wouldn't love pupusas so much, but you know, sell whatever they're selling. It's like they come out, they have their ingredients, they sell it, yeah. and then they're done at like two o'clock because they sold out and they go home. Then you go to the restaurant, the five star restaurant, and they're trying to push stuff that they've had sitting in the yeah. freezer for six weeks. And it's like yeah. it's again, our perception is wacky with that. We're like, trust the restaurants. Like, no, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get all the local microbes, and if you get fermented right. foods from various foreign lands, I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah, and I feel like there's almost like a I feel a difference with the food if you get it off the street and it's like just the whole sensation of having that versus the food that you get out of like a, a quickie mart. You know, like the, it's oh like, yeah, it's those are the, the most sterile on earth. Yeah, and they're packaged and full of who knows how many antifungals, antimicrobials they've sprayed on the food, right? Right. Yeah. But the yeah. the thing that I the thing that I was gonna say, right, the reason I brought the, the traveling thing up was coming back and doing like parasite cleanses and like cloves and oregano and like all this different stuff. And I've heard you mention before of, of how you know um, 
what's the word? Acerbic. That's not the right word. But how harmful oregano can be potentially to your, to even to your yeah, skin. Yeah, yeah. They can be pretty adverse. Yeah. I mean, they were not great for me. They didn't really work well. And I would see my diversity just keep chopping, chopping down. Yeah. And even though I took really great probiotics, I had to create my own probiotics because I just couldn't see that replenishment that people were talking about in functional medicine. Um, and the strains I use, they're really effective. They're help, very helpful for um, autism and spectrum and all, all kinds of really severe gut dysbiosis cases. But um, I mean, I, it's great you mentioned travel. I mean, yeah, we pick up the good stuff, but then sometimes we pick up the bad. And we have if we haven't lived in that environment, we can't shed it so easily, perhaps, as they do. Mm. Like we humans probably live with pig, swine, you know worms and they kind of come and go, you know, uh, the other stuff you kind of, you know, even animals eat clay. Did you know that routinely? Like elephants will go and seek out like the deepest clay pits from somewhere far, far away. And they remember how to get there and they take their babies and they all go because they're, they're, they're actually trying to eradicate some of the pathogens they pick up, you know, eating all the, you know, leaves have pathogens on them and then they, they, you know, pick up stuff and, you know, stuff is mired in poop sometimes and they get pathogens from other animals. So they have to do a sort of cleanse. So it's not abnormal in nature that even animals do that. Chimps do it as well. If they have a little bellyache, they go to certain trees that are really, you know, bitter and aromatic herbs. The most bitter and aromatic herbs are what transcend and go deep into our lymph systems. Maybe they're because of their alcohol nature, their 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 form, their chemical form, and the aldehyde form. They can go really kind of deeper. So they also have to. they're more dangerous too. Like they're more colder. So we want warm nourishing herbs at the same time. So we're not knocking. One thing is that they, if you don't have enough nourishing herbs, a lot of them are roots and they're prebiotics. So we are feeding, you know, maybe if someone is a non-secretor or they're lacking, um, they're not able to have a healthy mucosal lining to support, you know, the new repopulation of good fluoride. They can take the prebiotic, the, the, root-based kind of, or stem-based, you know, botanicals, they're nourishing and warm. Um, so to offset some of the colder things that are stripping, you know, some potentially even good stuff. Like I, I, yeah, oregano, I saw a lot of damage with clove is really harsh, super harsh too. So little amounts, you know, short period of times are fine, but high, high dose for a long, long time is usually not a really good thing. Mm. High dose for a little while is fine too. Cause if someone's robust and strong, you know, they'll be able to, you know, maintain their baseline, um, good flora, I think. Yeah. So yeah, even the shedding of millions of bacteria on that bus, I mean, that's your natural nature's way of like getting rid of bad stuff, right? That's what we're built to do. And pouring it on everybody else. <laughs> You're sharing your kids. <laughs> they yeah. probably have immunity. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, yeah well, I cracked a window. Uh, so how do people... How <laughs> that's do... kind of you. <laughs> So how do people uh, learn more about you if I do? I gotta, I gotta, I'm doing an uh, interview with some shamans in like 20 minutes oh here God, at Drake awesome. Park. Yeah, pretty exciting. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so. Well, I have a, a website, the Gut Institute, and um, I have various uh, talks I, I've done, and they can contact uh, our, our team uh, through the website and uh, look out for some exciting things. We have a book coming out in October, and we're launching training for practitioners, coaches, chiropractors, physicians um, in December 3rd and 4th in Oakland, um, all about microbiome and nutrigenomics and how to apply it to clinical practice. So thank you so much for having me on, Aaron. Oh, it's so it's cool. fun yeah. sharing. I've, I had so much fun. I would recommend people listening to all of your other videos. It's It's cool because you like speaking of sterilization there's i think a lot of sterilization of personalities in this like guru expert whatever space i'm not a guru (laughs) no i know but but nonetheless like that's like that's like the kind of the 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 thing of just like oh i'm like i'm very science-based and everything i say sounds very computer-like and it's just so it's like a breath of fresh air listening to you because you have so much you know knowledge about this stuff 
but you're also really sweet and hilarious. So it's it's great to great to get to listen to you. Appreciate it. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you so much. Well, I loved your fermented food video series. You can you should send it as a link. That was awesome. Cool, I I, I'll probably post it in a blog post soon. Yeah, awesome. that was phenomenal. You made everything. You made kimchi, sauerkraut, everything. I went through a phase last year. I haven't yeah. done so much fermented recently. Oh, you showed the scoby and kombucha too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I go through phases with a lot of things. Like, for example, the coffee enema. You know, where, where I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm going to try this thing for a while. And then now I just drink a lot of kombucha and butter. <laughs> it's my, my diet's weird. All right, cool. Well, thanks so much for hanging out. And um, I'll see you in a couple and, couple weeks. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yes, I'll see you soon. Yeah. In, in Ancestral Health 2016 in Boulder, Colorado. Awesome. All right. Cool. Have a great day. Thanks. Align Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I greatly appreciate your comments and your shares in iTunes. They determine the ranking and the visibility of the show, and they make me smile. So I look forward to reading those guys. Be sure to check out the website, aligntherapy.com. That's A L I G N therapy.com. On there, you can find my blog. You can find this podcast, more information about the topics and the, and the uh, guests that we've had on the show. You can find hundreds of absolutely free instructional videos on self-care, functional movement, how to get strong, how to get fast, how to get exactly what you want out of your body as well. Be sure to check out the self-care kit where it is as small enough to fit underneath the seat in your car. And it's like a physical therapist and a massage therapist all wrapped up into one package. I know you guys are going to love the website. I know you guys are going to get a lot of value out of it. And I look forward to hearing your comments. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening. And remember to join the movement by subscribing to the podcast. If the information has been helpful, please share and leave your comments in iTunes. Aaron personally reads each one and it makes all the work worthwhile. Together, we will make a difference and continue to bring more powerful and inspiring messages to the world. Align Podcast.